0: Her, I, I have to like her. I, I have to like you.
1: I'm Tabitha Tatro. And I'm Lauren Learman. And welcome back to the Performance Anxiety Podcast, the show where you sometimes feel that you've got it going on, but then you don't, but then you might, but then you do, but
2: then you don't. And you're probably just as anxious as us this whole time. So sorry about that. I'm not. Super excited for today's (laughs) guest. Today we have Antonio Gilbert, we'll call him Tony. (laughs) Tony has become a really good friend of mine recently. Um, Before this, he's done show choir, which I'm a show choir nerd, so we just gotta appreciate the show choir in the Northwoods up here. Uh, You might have seen him on stage in Shakespeare. He did Much Ado About Nothing and Richard III at the Chippewa Valley Theater Guild. In addition to that, he's done Footloose. And this summer, his most recent performance, he helped us out in Legally Blonde. And we are forever, eternally grateful for that. Who did you play in Legally Blonde?
0: I played Sandeep uh, Padamadan. Uh, And then, pretty yeah, I guess he. I could pretty much have been him the whole time. Yeah.
1: Well, either way, welcome to the show. We're so Thank happy you. to have you. you. Be here. So, you are, you're just getting started in, like, doing a lot of theater.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Which is super fantastic. So, having just started in it, do you feel like there was a time that you felt, like, extremely, not necessarily anxious, but you were like, oh, this is happening?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Um... Pretty much any time when it's, like, opening week, like, I'll hit that point and I'll be like, oh, this wasn't all just a dream I've been having, it's actually (laughs) happening. (laughs) So, yeah, many times.
1: Yeah. So, when was it, is there any, like, I understand, like, you're just starting, but was there a time that you felt, like, the most anxious thus far?
0: Um, I think so. I think so. I, I think... There were some moments in Legally Blonde that had me, you know, very, very uh, anxious, more anxious than before in my experience, but it was a different kind of anxiety for sure.
1: Sure. Uh, How did you overcome that? Like, how were you able to just, like, go on and, like, be able to do what you needed to do for the show?
0: Um, uh, I just kind of, you know, kept telling myself, um, (laughs) it's going to be over soon. (laughs) 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 <laughs>
2: Been there. Done that. Yeah. Oh, yes.
0: Like, this isn't, I'm not committed to this for, like, years. I'm not, like, in, like, this six-month, like, professional movie production. I'm not, like, you know, i have this is, you know, also something else. Like, we're all going through it. We're all in the same thing, having the same anxieties, probably. So that helps me, you know, overcome it.
2: That's really, that's, I love that. <laughs> It'll be
0: over soon. Yes. It'll, well, it and
2: I think you had some different anxieties, too, because we we had talked to Kristen Ruka about this, too. Mm. And whereas she had been cast pre-Panini. Mm. Panini, I'm just going to call it Panini right. from now on. Um, no thank offense you. to the paninis, paninis out Thank you, Internet, for that. Um, she had been cast already. You came in. We were already two days into rehearsals. Yeah. And it was a, like... A pretty crazy process Mm -hmm. of we needed somebody to come in and replace somebody.
0: And you didn't even know who that somebody was going to be.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I I had not met some people and they had to not be part of the process anymore. Mm. So it was suddenly we need to find someone and we need to find someone for this specific dance number, Mm -hmm. which is rehearsing. In two hours.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Was it the jump rope scene?
2: It was the jump rope scene, yeah. So if you're familiar with Legally Blonde the musical, there is a jump roping number, which we also kind of touched on in Kristen's episode, but it's pretty intense. And so I'm trying to find people. Everyone is trying to shake down everyone they can find. And Emily Ruth, who is also on our podcast said, hey, I've got this friend named Tony. He might be interested. You should message him. So we're going back and forth. She's messaging Tony. I'm messaging Tony, (laughs) trying to convince Tony, hey, you did a musical once before. Would you like to do this musical? Mm -hmm. And at one point, I felt kind of pushy because Tony was like, well, let me think about it and get back to you. And I said, I, I kind of need an answer right now. Otherwise, I got to make more phone calls.
0: I was definitely like, for quotes, I was like... Um, it was like something like, I want to say I want to say yes, but I'm not going to say it right now. Yes,
1: that is exactly
2: what he said. I want to say yes, but I, I don't think I can say yes right the second. Give me a little bit longer, and I'm like, no, right, no right. it's now or never, right, bud. Right. And not only did he then say yes, but he jumped in an uber and got to rehearsal that night that night it was i I said okay thank you for committing by the way they're learning the dance right now and amber says if you can come that would be appreciated yeah
1: yeah (laughs) so
2: he comes running in and
1: learns the dance that night how did that whole process feel on your perspective
0: Oh, so I guess like when stuff like that when opportunities like that come up you have to think about how it's reflecting your home life and like what you're busy with and what you're not busy with and uh it was definitely like oh my gosh like I think I can fit this in my schedule but like mentally can I like this was like I did not have any time to mentally prepare myself for a musical like right now so it was very it was definitely like I think when I finally said yes, it was when, like, I was just like, this is a sign. It's just so random and out of nowhere that it's a sign that, you know, I I need to be in this musical. So, um, started off pretty, pretty anxious, but then I was there and then it felt like I was just part of the whole process. (laughs) Like, so yeah.
1: Heck yeah. So being just kind of going into those musicals versus when you did show choir, do you feel there's like a different anxiousness to them and like how do they feel like differently performing between show choir or for a musical
0: um I guess uh the first thing I can think of is um you don't get a um you don't get any redemption in like the same location so it's like if I mess up once uh I don't get three more tries uh for show choir like that weekend so um that's pretty nice. I mean, about like, there's always something like, if you want to improve something and you can do it the next day, you can fix any mistakes. And that's really nice. That takes away some anxiety of like, if I mess up, that's all they're going to see of me in this city, in this location. Uh, (laughs) And that's all they're going to know of me. Because of course, out of all 60 of us, they're going to be looking at only me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, and with the show choir aspect, it's not just a performance, it's a competition. Yeah, yeah. So you go out there and make a mistake in front of people with, that are coming to see a show, they might not even notice it. Right. Whereas you make a mistake at a show choir competition, one of those judges notices yeah, that they, mistake and you no. just cost points right. for your group, which they, means you could have knocked them out of the finals.
0: Right, exactly. It's very, it's very, Yeah.
1: So there's more pressure in a show choir show than we would say in a musical.
0: I think so. I think so. Most More likely, yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's... It seems like it. Yeah. From <laughs> the, the descriptions that I've been given. When I was in show choir, uh, we were not... Um, I believe the
2: kids say, good enough to be in competitions. <laughs> well, at least you had a show choir... I still remember, (laughs) so I grew up in the Milwaukee area, and we didn't even have show choir, and the first time I saw a show choir was at WSMA State, and I don't remember where they were from, but all I remember was we all looked at each other and went, is that all? Show choir is. Yes. We should do a show choir just so we can get another medal because mm-hmm. that looks easy. Right. And then I moved up here, and everyone like lives the show choir experience, mm-hmm. and it is not what I saw at WSMa State. Oh mm. no, it is so much more. <laughs> yeah, and
1: you were a part of that. Should like the the show choir here, correct?
0: Uh, at Memorial High School, yeah.
1: And it's isn't it pretty cutthroat there?
0: Um, it it's pretty like I mean, the kids who participate in it, even if they're a freshman and don't really know what they're hopping into, they become pretty passionate about it right away because they realize how such a big deal it is.
1: Wow, I this is all very interesting to me because I'm just I didn't grow up here. I have no mm-hmm. idea that sort <laughs> of thing. Um, but I guess along so. I'm, I guess it kind of did prepare you, though, for being able to do musical theater. Then.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So we talked, you, you briefly touched on this when we were, uh, before we started recording, and I kind of wanted to get, like, your perspective more on this. When you talked about, like, taking, like, breaks in between musicals, like, not mm-hmm. wanting to do them back to back to back to back or, like, performing right. in general. Can you go into that a little bit?
0: Yeah, so um, I was talking to a friend a little while ago after Legally Blonde, the musical, ended, and they kind of were telling me about... I don't remember what the term for it is, but it's pretty much this, like, addiction to um, musicals. And instead of shaping the musicals and whatever plays you're in uh, around, like, your schedule, like, your work schedule, your school schedule, you're shaping those around your musical life. And I was like... Wow. Well, you know, I'm glad that I've kind of been having breaks in between, um, <clears throat> which I mean, not auditioning kind of lets that happen. Uh, cause I'm not like constantly asked and, um, I kind of, you know, I just kind of said before we started, I was just like, I kind of like that. I, I kind of like that break in between. My life has been very chaotic. I think only just now since I've gotten my new place, I can start to see it level out a little bit. So, you know, obviously my opinions might change, but um, not doing, you know, back to back musicals has been like, it's been working out for me and I might prefer. I suspect that I would prefer it. So, um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, honestly, it is also a pretty healthy mindset to know those boundaries, especially like so early in the process because I know for sure I did not have those boundaries where I just kind of show after show after show after Mm -hmm. show and I wore myself out and kind of like dedicated my life to going back to back to back to back and it's not...
2: Healthy. (laughs) Right. And it's really easy as a man to get asked to do back to back to back shows because we know the reality is there's not as many men in community theater as there are women. Mm -hmm. So at least in this community. At least in this This community. I it in from what I've seen a lot of communities, I feel like a lot of people, you know, and you look at schools and whatnot too and there's there's that whole different side of things whereas i can take breaks and no one's gonna miss me (laughs) (laughs) and i do take breaks (laughs) and everyone's like oh yeah lauren exists
0: right right basically
1: feel that same way but since you have been starting this journey and you're still and like i like i said i think that that's really amenable to have that mindset Mm -hmm. already and like know those boundaries about yourself so that you don't constantly have to be like oh but like guilt, guilt, guilted in to do show after show
0: right and immediately after legally blonde I felt like this and we'll talk about it more, but I was having some like really bad crippling social anxiety mm-hmm. the final week and um, but still after the show ended I was just like, Maybe the feeling, maybe the way to get over this is to just constantly be just do another show because then, you know, it distracts you and you get to go through that whole process again where without the anxiety. And so like I was going to audition for Jekyll and Hyde um, and then I was like, oh, wait, that's probably the feeling that my friend was talking about with feeling like you need to be like dependent on being in a show. So I did think about it, but I just kind of, you know.
1: And you know what? That's absolutely fair. And we we talked about this in a couple of other episodes, too, where sometimes people feel in order to get over their anxiety, Mm -hmm. they do, like, exposure therapy to put them in those situations. But, you know, sometimes you don't want to get into that. It's a balance of that unhealthy thing of being dependent on being in the shows. Yeah. So in the musicals that you've been in, you said earlier, too, that you didn't have to audition for them. Right. You were asked to be in them. Right. So... Do you feel that you would, if you wanted to really be in a show, but they haven't asked you yet, would you audition or how would you feel like you, how would you feel in that audition process? Um
0: I definitely would audition, um, which kind of, I don't know, I guess that kind of means like I never want to be in a show, but um, I, I definitely, if I was like, oh, this is the show for me and I, you know, I really want to, you know. I could see myself in and I want to try out, then I definitely will um, and go through the normal uh, process that everybody else goes through.
1: Do you feel um, performing is different for you or you feel you are perceived differently as a person of color performing in most of Um, my community?
0: I think so, I think so. I I don't really think it's necessarily positive or negative, but I do know that more eyes will be on me at once. Mm while on stage. So I do keep that in mind. And I think it's it is mostly subconscious. I do sometimes like consciously think about it, but it's just kind of like, a, um, you know, eyes are averted over to me. uh, If I'm the only like, or one of the only like, colored people in the show. So um, I do think pretty much what I do is a little bit little bit more magnified just because you can guarantee that there will be more eyes on me at once. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause that's just how we work. We, we look at the one, th- we look at what's not, you know, the same, not on purpose, but, um, it's just a thing. And, uh, so I don't know. I, I don't let it definitely doesn't give me any anxiety at all. Um, it's just something that I keep in mind. I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, I'm glad that that doesn't give you anxiety, because if I knew that more eyes were going to be on me...
0: Oh, for your color.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, for any reason whatsoever, right. honestly. Right. I just I just have very specific times I want people to look at me, right. and right. I, otherwise I'm like, please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. Please don't look at me. I right. demand to be looked at at all times.
0: I kind of... I'm kind of like a... You know, I'm just like, if, if more people are looking at me right now, I can't control it. I well we haven't talked about it yet but me being on stage versus me being behind the curtain are like completely different like and i it the the switch up happens so quick that i i can't even fully process what happens once i'm not behind the curtain anymore but like the anxiety is so different and i've never had like um like stage fright really it, it's so weird it's being on the stage is a little bit numbing in a way. So I kind of, um, I guess I'm really lucky for that. I'm lucky to be able to, you know, be freaking out behind the curtain. But the second that the curtain is like behind me, I just like, I'm in the zone and I'm, you know, probably overthinking what I'm supposed to be doing for sure. But um, so, yeah, that's why I think if that was different, then knowing that maybe more eyes are on me um would definitely freak me out a little bit more
1: yeah 100 percent. they're actually going on about that if you don't mind me asking Mm -hmm. what is like that difference of that nervousness and anxiety that you feel behind the curtain versus Mm -hmm. when you're finally on stage like do you just kind of like just jump or do you just kind of you know like how do you overcome that or like what are you feeling today? Oh,
0: gosh. I feel like... I pretty much feel like the world is ending a little bit before we got <laughs> I'm just like... I'm just like... Oh, my gosh. It's like the idea of it is just so, like, daunting. And it's just like... I'm pretty much behind stage, like, sweating. And then I'm, like... If I've got, like, a prop in my hand, I'm, like, fiddling with it. I'm just trying to keep myself, like... Like, trying to keep myself good. And, um it's pretty scary. I'm just like, all these people, all, it's pretty much a stage fright. Like, it's just, I have stage fright, but not when the eyes are on me. Um, it's just when I know that I'm about to be on. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty bad during Legally Blonde because I had, you know, I had a role and, um, I had, you know, I'm very passionate about dancing and I had many dances that I did not want to do anything wrong with. So I was very nervous about it, but, I don't know, and then I, I step out of the curtain, and it just it's like game on. I I just switch, yeah, like that.
1: Yeah, that's actually compared to uh, one of the other guests that we had. They had the exact same thing where they were like. Mm. They just, like, beforehand, they're, like, overthinking, mm. doing all this. But yep. then as soon as, like, they go out there, it's
0: mm-hmm. do it. Right, mm-hmm. right. And then it's just, right.
1: Yeah, it's just a switch that you can flip, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yep. You got right. no other
0: option. You're on stage. <laughs> right. It's Fly, baby
1: you cannot, bird. <laughs> you cannot
0: run away. Right, exactly. <laughs>
1: no. So um, kind of, like, going back, do you feel like there are other, like, opportunities that you've had to avoid because of who you are or you felt like that – you just like mm, maybe I shouldn't do that or I or feel like you can't do certain things because of who you are
0: um I've kind of hmm I don't think I've ran into anything direct probably because I'm not you know I'm not super immersive um, quite yet into the theater world but um, I have thought about that potentially happening to mm-hmm. me uh, especially since like, Legally Blonde just taught me so much. We had roles that were... uh, We had a lot of minority roles. And, like, it was, like, it's in the script. Like, you talk about it in the script. Like, you talk about how these people aren't straight. You talk about how these people aren't white. You talk about those things. And you talk about... You just talk about it. And um, you talk about how, you know, this is a woman. So um, I've definitely thought about it where I was just like... um, man like I don't know just for like you know sh- shows like this don't always aren't everywhere some shows the most of the cast will be one certain way so or the you know the characters and uh, so that's just like a potential like maybe I thought about it, I was like maybe someday I'm gonna feel like wow I'm you know the show is too like they need me to be like a really straight person and Um, I can only act so straight (laughs) same (laughs) especially when it comes to like if there's like a like a woman involved which you know I just I don't have any experience with so just little things like that I'm like when I had to hit on um, um, Paulette and Legally Blonde like that was definitely even the like the straight boys next to me were like well we're we've got to objectify a woman for a scene and um, I was just like, am I cut out to, like, play this part? I don't know if I, I don't know if I can. Like, I don't, I don't know.
2: Well. Girls be, are achy, ew. To, to be very fair, I was in a show where I had to be objectified like that. Mm. And we, the, the guys all were freaking out. And they didn't really? know how to do it. And our friend Kevin had to teach all really? these boys. Which is
1: extremely ironic.
2: Which is extremely ironic. Because, yes, he is i um, not sure. <laughs> <Right. laughs> he has a wonderful husband.
0: Aww. But
2: he, yeah, that his, his special super talent is those kind of scenes and acting. Right. He just does such a great job with that and making everyone feel very loved.
0: Right. I definitely feel like I'm capable of, you know, doing a role that uh, is a different, you know, might require or was initially a different demographic than my own. So acting will be a little bit might be harder or you know we might have to change the story or whatever like a little bit of the script whatever but I do feel like I am capable of acting I think the fear comes in with like I don't want people to see me act super straight because I'm not that's just like I don't don't want it to be like that No, it's like no they can't see me like like I think it's a bad thing rather than a oh that he's just a good actor like no I don't even care I just like don't look at me
1: (laughs) and that's also, extremely valid because you don't want people to like confuse you for your character.
0: Right, right.
1: Which totally understandable. I do think that there can that can also be really helped with directing personally. Mm. Right, like a a good like a good director or like a good scene partner could help. Like be like, hey, this right. is the thing. Like, I've. We've, I've, I've personally had that anxiety where if i would had to play like killers before and it's like, I've never murdered anybody right. in my no. life. <laughs> it's like, please. No, I yeah. won't murder you, I promise. Right. <laughs> so I guess with that, what do you think can be done or what would you like to see to help you feel more confident like as an artist to be able to do some oh. of those roles like that to like help you feel like you're not going to be perceived as... You know, like, let's say you do get cast in a straight role. What's going to help you feel comfortable to be able to do that so people don't have to be like, oh, yeah, he's straight, and you're like, no!
0: Right, I think with the characters I interact with, I need to have, like, a decent relationship with outside or just like behind the scenes uh, I don't want it to be like I just don't want them to be strangers it, the very relationship doesn't have to be necessarily good like I guess we can hate each other but <laughs> <laughs> but like but I want to at least have some type of relationship with them so that way we're comfortable with communicating and um, you know I can feel like I can advocate for myself and say like hey these are my needs can you help me out because um, otherwise I'd be pretty shy I'm like you know like, let's say it's like a kiss or something like it's like i have to kiss this person but we haven't communicated and i don't even know their name so like i I need to get to know this cast member and um we need to be able to communicate and i think that goes for any situation where it's uncomfortable or the person is uncomfortable so that's what i think
1: those are extremely valid and really good boundaries to have, especially right, that early on too, because you don't have to feel like you have to say yes to it. And right. being open to that communication and being like, these are my boundaries before I even think about like, we practice that sort of thing. We right. need to get to know each other.
0: Right, right. So
1: you can feel comfortable like working with that person.
0: That, that's probably what I would do. Like, let's say I'm like, I get cast as like a straight husband who um does very stereotypical straight things like i would need just a little bit of like a shoulder to lean on during that process and then um honestly i think once I do have experiences like that, it'll just become easier and easier each time. So oh, yeah. I'm not even worried about it being like this long time acting issue that I'm gonna have. Like, no, not a straight role, or <laughs> no, not a like a originally white role, or like I'm I'll I'm not gonna you know that's not gonna drag me down. So no, yeah.
1: no, 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 no. which I think, but I I'm just so. I, but this is the first time I'm ever meeting you, Tony, and <laughs> I I'm like legitimately just impressed at just the, the boundaries that you're already setting for
2: this. And yeah. I I am like, yes, I wish I knew that <laughs> right. when I first started. I like, got to know you so well during Legally Blonde and I needed this like healthy boundary stuff. Like, I wish we would have gotten to talk about this during right, Blonde. Right, right. Because honestly, you you're bringing a lot of wisdom and perspective that I need. So oh. I'm gonna hit you up a lot. Heck now. yeah!
0: Just be like, "What would you do in this situation?" I'd be like, "Oh, I've already thought about it."
1: <laughs> Here's a bullet point list. It's right, color coded. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> I, I think about a lot of hypotheticals. So
2: I mean, that's just yeah, yeah, hundred percent the the anxiety that we all share.
0: Right. <laughs> you have to
2: prepare it's for like, every oh. single scenario.
0: Right.
1: Tony, it has been amazing having you on the show thank you is there like any like uh projects or anything that i know that you're on a break right now Mm -hmm. that you want
2: to like talk about or like are you working on anything you totally need to plug your music
0: oh plug my music yeah i uh, i don't really i always forget like who knows about that like i don't know who knows about that but i know i do (laughs) have music out um on every streaming platform and um stage na- stage name is Holtgren. it's a the complete project is um, a lo-fi/ hip-hop instrumental album it's just kind of for like good beats um, just good vibes uh, background music you know if you're driving if you sometimes I listen to music and I'm like I just don't want to hear the voice right now I just want to hear the music and so you know concentration too and that's what I'm working on I've been on a long break from that uh, I have two singles out. Um, and yeah, hopefully the album can be out maybe early 2022 is kind of what I'm thinking. And yeah, that's kind of happening. So that's a thing. We'll,
1: yeah. we'll plug that in the description of our episode. And yeah, yeah go absolutely. ahead. And, what's the name of those singles?
0: Uh, the singles are called... Um, the first one is It's Only Rain. Uh, only tears there's like a colon in between and all of the songs have like a colon in between them Um, and then and that one is more on the hip-hop side and then the second one is coffee day colon uh, or coffee smell colon typical day I always do that Uh, coffee smell typical day Um, and then that one's more on the lo-fi side and um, yeah hope grin is the artist name h-u-l-t-g-r-e-n one word and yeah, that is me.
1: Hell yeah. yeah. Well, that's amazing. And definitely going to put that in the description. Check I mean, that out, everybody. Get yes. those good vibes going.
0: The good vibes. Good vibes.
1: Well, I'm Tabitha Tetro. And I'm Lauren Learman. And you know what? That outro, I'm sorry to tell you this. I'm sorry I have to be the one to tell you. It, it ran away with
2: the intro. The Performance Anxiety Podcast is brought to you by Performance Anxiety Inc. A- For more information about our mission, upcoming projects, and how to get involved, visit us at the link in the episode note.